paid them for what they are doing in that. You'll notice that the title is Follow Me and I Will Make You Fishers of Men. Taken from Matthew the fourth chapter and verse 19. Jesus often talked about uh, fishing in his relationship with his apostles and even with his disciples. And on this certain occasion where this passage was taken from, he was by the Sea of Galilee. And as he was walking along by the Sea of Galilee, he encountered uh, Peter and Andrew. And uh, they were fishing. In fact, that was the way they made their living. That was their occupation. Not only was Peter and Andrew fishermen, but there were many others that were fishermen. In fact, four of the apostles, when Jesus would later appoint them, uh, came from the occupation of fishermen. And so he used it quite often to illustrate his story and to teach by uh, the in parables many times about the relationship of fishing and uh, seeking after disciples. And so when Jesus told Peter and Andrew that he was going to make them fishers of men, he was talking about trying to do exactly what our people are out doing tonight, try to bring bring people to Jesus Christ. Try to teach them the Word of God and to save their souls. Now, we live in an area today where fishing is very popular. Uh, we have people that come for long distances to fish our waters around here. Some of them fish our river, some of them fish our lake. Uh, they spend a lot of money in our community. Uh, sometimes some of those that come from afar frustrate the ones that are local uh, because they get in their fishing spot. But fishing is a very popular sport here. It's more of a sport than it is an occupation in this area. There was a time when that was somewhat different than it is now, and several people had the occupation of fishing for a living in our area, just as Peter and Andrew were doing here when Jesus called them. But uh, as we think about fishing, there are some parallels that we can draw between the act of fishing as our sportsmen fish today and fishing uh, for men. And we want to notice, we want to notice three points in our lesson tonight that maybe will be a parallel to help us understand our duty and our responsibility in teaching and preaching the Word of God. If you're going to be a fisherman today, one of the things that you're going to have to learn real quickly is that you've got to go where the fish are. Now that's one of the fundamental principles that you need to know. And a lot of people go fishing and that's all they do because they go places where there are no fish. And we could talk about that and we could elaborate on that, but I think that uh, you probably would know what I'm talking about. Fish have different habits in different times of the year and different fish are in different places in different times of the year. If you want to catch uh, the little white stripe in abundance, uh, 
Fishermen know that in the spring they're all along the riverbanks here and you can catch them by the boat load, but you got to go where they are. And uh, we could talk about other fish. It won't be long now till you'll see the boats down below the bridge and those people are going to be fishing for sauger because that's the time of year that they're going to be there in the place that they're going to be. And so the fishermen go where... Uh, where the fish are. Now, I want us to go to uh, the book of Luke, and while I, I'll speak in a moment here, but you'll be turning to Luke, the 14th chapter, and we're going to read there, starting in verse 16, in just a moment. But one other passage that I would call your attention to is Mark 16 and verse 15. And in that passage, Jesus gave the Great Commission, and he said, that we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We understand that. We uh, have been told many times that that's the marching orders of the church. And so we, we are aware of the fact that God wants us, Jesus wants us to go into the world and to preach the gospel. And he said that we're to go and we're to preach it uh, unto every creature. We're to go where the people are. Just as in fishing, we would go where the fish are. As we fish for men, we've got to go where the people are. Now, we have, we have had a tendency in the church over uh, the last uh, 25 or 30 years uh, to open our doors and hope that the people are going to come here. And that's been our method. Uh, we've tried to attract people. We've tried to attract people to our buildings and, uh, and uh, then when we get them here, try to teach them the Word of God. Here's what's happened. We've been losing members for the last 25 or 30 years because we simply cannot attract people into our facilities and into our buildings, but rather we're learning now that we're going to have to go out and we're going to have to be among the people. We're going to have to go where the people are, just like we need to go where the fish are if we're going to be fishermen. Now, if you've turned to Luke, the 14th chapter, and uh, starting in verse 16, a familiar passage to you, I suppose. It's the parable of the Great Supper. And uh, let's read there, starting in verse 16. We'll read down through verse 24. Then he said unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one accord began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in the heather, hither and the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast 
house command, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Well, this was not a story just to tell us about a man that had a supper prepared at his house, is it? But rather it's a parable. And it's a parable telling us the need that we have as fishers of men to go out where the people are and bid them come in. What had happened in this case? Well, apparently the man had tried to attract people by sending them an invitation. I don't know if he had sent that by the form of some letter similar to what we might send when we send an invitation today. Uh, But the people to whom he sent the invitation began to come back with their replies and they began to offer excuses. We're not going to come. He couldn't attract them in that way. He couldn't get them into the house. He couldn't get them there for the supper. Now the supper, of course, would represent today to us the gospel and us feeding people the word of God, teaching them uh, the word of God. But rather in today, in this time that you and I live, people simply are not going to come in our doors and be here because we have something to offer them that's attractive to them. They're just not attracted. They're just not attracted to the gospel. Now it doesn't matter It doesn't matter what kind of excuses they have, what kind of things they offer, and it doesn't matter what you and I say about why they won't come. The truth is they won't come. And as this man who prepared the supper said, Jesus saying to us, if they won't come by attraction, you need to go where they are to try to get them in to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he commanded them, he said, you go out. Where do you go? Well, you go into the streets and the highways and the byways. You go wherever people are. You go wherever people are that you might try to encourage them and that you might try to bring them to a knowledge of the teachings of the Word of God. And brethren, if we don't do that, if we don't start converting people to the gospel today, we're going to run out of people to attract from the neighboring congregation over here. (coughs) Pardon me. We're going to run out of people because we're dying. Last night I attended my 60th class reunion. Somebody asked me how it went. I said, well, it was a group of old people. You see, we're, we're all dying today. And one day, if we don't replace ourselves in the church, then the church is going to cease to exist. So Jesus said, go out and knock on the doors. He didn't literally say that here. But he told us to go out there and try to convert people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I'm proud tonight, I'm proud tonight that we've got a group of people that are out knocking on doors trying to persuade people to listen to them concerning Jesus Christ our Savior. And I hope, I hope that many of them will listen.
I hope that many of them will sit down and study with us and will learn more about Christ and will learn more about their salvation and that we'll open a door of opportunity to teach them the Word of God and bring them to Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something, brethren. It's not always easy. It's not always easy. You know, fishing's not easy. My daddy was a passionate fisherman. Many of you remember him. I've seen him go fishing when he had to stick his fishing pole down in the water to thaw the ice out of the ice so the line would go through it. Bobby knows what I'm talking about. I've seen times when he would crawl through the brush on the creek bank so he could get his line in the water out there to try to catch it. It's not always easy, but he was passionate about it. He was kind of like the Dr. Pepper man. You know, do you remember when the Dr. Pepper used to advertise 10, 2, and 4 on, on the can? Well, my daddy fished at 10, 2, and 4. He was there all the time because he was passionate about it. Brethren, we've got to be passionate about going out into the highways and the byways. It's not going to always be easy. In fact, you're going to run into some problems in doing it many times. But the second point, that I want to make is that if we're going to be fishers of men, we're going to have to be prepared to use different methods to teach different people. We're going to have to be prepared to use different methods to teach different people. Now, I didn't say that we're going to have to teach them different things. I said we're going to have to use different methods. Now, if you go look in Bobby's boat, you're going to see that he's got several rods and reels in there. Helen probably says he's got too many. And he's got them rigged up in different ways. Why? Because he has to use different methods at different times to catch the same kind of fish. And he's certainly got to use different methods at different times to catch different kinds of fish. And so if you're a good fisherman today, you're going to learn how to change your methods and adapt them to the needs of the time that you might catch the fish that you're fishing for. But the same thing applies to our being fishers of men today. We're going to have to use different methods. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, and verse 19 beginning. 1 Corinthians, uh, the ninth chapter, and uh, we're going to begin uh, reading in uh, verse 19. And let me get there with you. And that's not the right passage that I'm looking for. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. Yes, it is. Start reading with him, verse 19. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became a Jew that I might gain the Jews to them that are under the law as under the law that I may gain them that are under the law to them that are without law as without law not being without the law of God but under the law of Christ that I might gain them that are without law to the weak I became as weak that I might gain the weak I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Now, what what was Paul saying here? 
But he's saying that I've got to use different methods at different times to teach different people the Word of God. And we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to do that. Sometimes the knocking on the doors might accomplish what we want, but other times we might have to take somebody out to eat and sit down with them and discuss the Word of God. At other times we might have to do something else, that we might open the door and that we might get into them and that we might be able to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. Brethren, we've got to do whatever it takes. And Paul said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Sometimes it gets uncomfortable. Sometimes it gets difficult. Sometimes it could even sometimes get to the point of being dangerous in some places to carry the gospel to people. But Jesus was through speaking through the Apostle Paul here and he was saying, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, you've got to have a passion that'll get you out there where the people are and whatever method needs to be used, you'll proclaim the Word of God to them. You'll teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're dying because we haven't reached the people, brethren. We're dying because we haven't reached the people. My sister attends a congregation in Memphis that has about 50 attending. You know how many of the building seats? Probably about 600, maybe 700. It used to be full. It used to be full. They attended there when it was full. About 50 now. I hope I die before this one's like that. But it will be unless we start reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It will be until we knock on the doors, till we sit down at breakfast, till we sit down at dinner, till we go and sit by them uh, at the uh, ball game or wherever it takes, and we proclaim unto them the message of Jesus Christ today. Paul said, you're a fisherman of men, you're fishing for men. And you're going to do whatever it takes to catch the fish. And then the third point that I want to make, and this one doesn't exactly follow the parallel here because most of our fishermen here are sport fishermen. But in New Testament times, these people were fishing for a living. They were going to keep the fish. The third point I want to make is you have to clean the fish. Now you wonder, what what do I mean you've got to clean the fish? Well, you and I are all, have all been contaminated with sin. We've been all made, we've been made filthy by sin. The only thing that'll clean us up is the blood of Jesus Christ. The only way we're going to find the a contact with the blood of Jesus Christ is through obedience unto the gospel. When we bring them in, brethren, we got to teach them the word of God. Jesus said in that great commission, uh, as he was talking about going into the whole world, if you're looking at Matthew's account in Matthew the 28th chapter and verse 19, he said, you've got to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. In the previous verse, he had told us how we need to go out and find them and we need to baptize them into Jesus Christ. But he said, you've got to teach them. You've got to teach them the Word of God. It doesn't help to go out and get people and fill this building if you're not going to teach them the gospel. 
And somebody said, well, what do you mean by that? <clears throat> I mean what Paul said in Acts the 20th chapter in verse 26 and 27. Paul said uh, uh, was, he was on his way really to Jerusalem for the Passover and then he was going to be taken on to Rome after that. And he was talking uh, to the elders from Ephesus. He was in the town or the little port city of Miletus here and he had talked to them about some various things. But he, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but in verses 26 and 27, uh, he said, I'm free from the blood of all men. Why, Paul? Because I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God. Brethren, we see a society today that doesn't always want to hear the whole counsel. They want to hear the things that make them feel good. They want to hear the things that give them assurance that everything's all right. But brethren, the only thing that assures them that they're all right is to have them lay their lives down alongside the Word of God and make their lives right compared to it. We've got to teach the gospel. We've got to teach a gospel that, that will force them in obedience. And I don't want to use that word in the wrong way. But that will, that will show them that they've got to repent of their sins. They've got to turn from their ways of life that are not in harmony with God's will. And they've got to align themselves with the Word of God. No, everybody's not all right, brethren. If they were, there wouldn't be any need knocking on the doors tonight. Everybody's not all right. The only thing that will make people all right is an obedience to the Word of God. And so it's our responsibility to teach them the Word of God. God wants me to be a fisherman of men. He wants you to be a fisherman of men. He wants us to go out where the people are and teach them the Word of God. He wants us to, uh, to have uh, the ability and be prepared to use whatever method is necessary in order to reach them with the gospel. But he wants them to teach them the need for being cleaned by the blood of Jesus Christ. First John, the first chapter in verse 7 if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have a fellowship one with the other and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. It's the only thing that'll do it. You can't buy it. You can't manufacture it. You can't, you can't overlook it. You've got to come in contact with the blood of Jesus Christ to be forgiven of your sins. And you've got to continue to walk in Christ that the blood of Jesus Christ might continue to cleanse you from your sins. Brethren, when we bring people in, we've got to clean them up with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope tonight, I hope tonight that we have a zeal for the lost. I hope that we have a zeal to reach those that are outside of Jesus Christ. I hope that we as Peter and Andrew 
were here, were willing to become fishermen of men. It said that they dropped their nets and they left all and they followed Jesus. Let's convert our town to Jesus. Let's teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's go out there where they are and teach them. Let's uh, use whatever method it takes. And let's let the blood of Jesus wash away their sins and give them the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. I wonder if there's someone here tonight that doesn't have that hope because you haven't allowed the blood of Jesus to wash away your sins. There'd be no finer time than that than tonight for you to do that. If you, need, if you need to obey the gospel, why not do it now? If you need the prayers of the church in any way, why not come now and let's pray together? Whatever your needs might be, we'd be delighted to assist you. Would you come as we stand and as we sing? arms what a blessedness what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arms we're leaning leaning safe and secure from all alarms we're leaning the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms, I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms, we're leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. We're leaning, leaning.